The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I expect uh, there will be some questions towards the Chief Medical Officer of Health, uh, Dr. Hinshaw, uh, coming up after she gives her daily briefing. Just uh, yesterday in the province, there were 119 cases of COVID-19. Dr. Hinshaw about to update those numbers right now. Let's go to her live at the legislature. Thank you, Tom. Good afternoon. Thank you all for coming. Since yesterday, we have confirmed 27 new cases of COVID-19. This means that 146 cases have now been identified in our province. We suspect up to eight of these cases are community transmission, although we have information only on seven and are waiting for confirmation of the eighth. Two individuals are receiving care in ICU, which we have announced previously. I must also sadly report the first death from COVID-19 in our province. This individual was admitted in the ICU in the Edmonton zone on March 12th and passed away late yesterday. This patient was a male in his 60s with underlying medical conditions. This is extremely sad news and all of us involved in Alberta's COVID response feel this very deeply. All of our thoughts are with this man's family and loved ones. AHS assures me that they are supporting them in this difficult time. As heartbreaking as this news is, it was expected. This is a dangerous virus. While most people who become ill with COVID only experience mild symptoms, it can make others very sick. We only have to look at other countries to see how serious it is. It has been reported that Italy has just surpassed China on COVID-19 deaths. I know that this news is frightening and will add to people's anxiety. We are doing all we can to fight the spread of this virus. This is why we have taken the extreme measures we have. We will get through this, but to do that, we need everyone's help. Take this seriously. Stay home unless it is essential for you to go out. Now is not the time for social gatherings. Practice social distancing if you do not have to go out, including if you have to work outside the home. Sorry, let me say that again. Practice social distancing if you do have to go out, including if you have to work outside the home. If you are struggling with today's news, reach out to friends and loved ones and talk. Tell them how you're feeling. Today's sad news is precisely why we are taking aggressive measures to reduce the spread of COVID-19. The restrictions we have put in place on mass gatherings, the closures of public recreation facilities, and the limitations on restaurant capacity, these are all efforts to protect the public's health and prevent spread. I urge you to take these measures seriously and do your best to limit your social interactions and practice social distancing. To assist Albertans, we have launched new resources online on social distancing to try to make things easier. If you were wondering what steps you should take while grocery shopping, riding an elevator, or going to a restaurant, go to alberta.ca backslash COVID-19 and click help prevent the spread in the prevent and prepare section. Some social distancing tips include shopping during off-peak hours, like first thing in the morning or late at night, wiping down baskets and shopping carts before and after using them, sanitizing your hands when you get off the bus or train, using utensils if you were eating out rather than choosing finger foods,
and avoiding open snack dishes such as peanuts or candy. These are simple tips that can help us all flatten the curve and prevent the spread of coronavirus. I have heard concerns about compliance with the public health orders we have issued to close certain facilities and limit the capacity of others. If you have concerns about an establishment, please do not call 911. I have been hearing reports of this happening and we must leave this line open for true emergencies. We are working with Justice and Solicitor General to develop a process for responding to these concerns and we will provide an update when we reach a solution. I want to again extend my condolences to those who, who are grieving the loss of their loved one due to COVID-19 today. We have put aggressive measures in place to prevent the spread of this deadly infection and protect those who are most vulnerable to make the number of these tragic occurrences as small as possible. These measures are hard on all of us. I urge you to take them seriously. We must continue to stand strong together, even if from a distance. Thank you for coming and I'm happy to take questions. Uh, doctor, are you providing any more details on uh, the person who died, for example, if they were part of the travel cohort or what the underlying medical condition was? Uh, so I, we won't provide any additional details on what the underlying medical condition was. Again, wanting to limit um, information on individual identifying information. Uh, but unfortunately, this individual is someone who did seem to have acquired the disease in the community. And we were not able to find any travel linkages or close linkages with a confirmed case. Can I follow up with, the, uh, I think you've been made aware of the Saskatchewan Health Minister, I think, got it has been infected from a bond spiel here in Edmonton. Can you tell me more about what's happening there and, and, and what's been done with the doctors who went to this event? So first thing this morning, I, I was notified of this issue by Saskatchewan. Uh, and so it's the president of the Saskatchewan Medical Association is the information that I have, uh, who attended uh, Western Canadian Doctors Curling Bond Spiel that was held in Edmonton late last week through to the weekend. Uh, at that time, Thursday through Saturday, our restrictions on mass gatherings were between all cancelled over 250 and any gatherings between 50 and 250 that had critical attendees uh, should be cancelled. Anything less than that could go ahead with social distancing measures. So again, I want to remind all of us that although we've taken additional measures since then, at that time, uh, there was no specific restriction other than our guidance to make sure that social distancing was practiced. So we do, we do know that there were um, approximately 72 curlers. I'm not sure that they were all in the same place at the same time. And then there was a banquet that had about 45 attendees. That's the information that I've been provided with. But we know those doctors came from across Western Canada. And so we're working with the organizer, with Saskatchewan, to make sure that all those doctors who attended that bond spiel are aware that there now seems to have been transparent mission at that event. Uh, it seems the index case may have been someone who came from Las Vegas and attended that event. Uh, and so we're making sure that all of those who attended know that they need to self-isolate for 14 days. And we're getting a list of contacts from the organizer and then each province that has affected doctors will be following up with those people. Well, when we just, I mean, there's different events. This is a, I mean, when you go curling, everybody is literally touching the same part of the same rock mm -hmm. for three days. Does that give you some concern about 
uh, what might uh, come out of this bonus bill? Well, I absolutely say that anyone who attended that is needing to self-isolate for 14 days because clearly there was transmission at that event. Uh, and so we are taking this very seriously. And again, we'll be making sure that we follow up individually with attendees. Uh, but as this information just came to us today, it, we're working through that right now. Yeah. Uh, how does that concern you in terms of uh, like the doctor workforce here in Alberta? You could be losing mm -hmm. doctors for two weeks. How critical and how concerned are you about that? So certainly it's something that I'm mindful of that could have an impact uh, and we won't know more until we do that investigation about where those doctors came from, what their specialties are, if there are others who can cover for them. Uh, so all of that information will be coming as that investigation unfolds. And uh, again, uh, all I can say is that it is concerning and we're taking it seriously and we're doing the investigation. Yeah, one Sorry, one more. Uh, as for the death today, you said it was heartbreaking but expected. How many more deaths do you expect in Alberta? Do you have an estimate or? It's very difficult to say. I think, you know what, it all depends on how we can all collectively prevent spread, flatten that curve and make sure that we're limiting the, the transmission of the virus. So I don't have a specific number, but again, my goal is to keep it as low as possible. Yeah, Julia and- Are any of the cases that we have confirmed in Alberta uh, linked back to that hospital as at this point? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm aware of, again, an index case that was identified in Saskatchewan who had traveled from Las Vegas and then another case in Saskatchewan who seems to have acquired it at that event. Uh, but again, we just got this notification today, so we'll be doing follow-up. And I also just want to ask, we talk, we've been talking about when we can expect this peak. Um, what does the peak look like in terms of how many hospitalizations there might be? Again, it's a difficult question to answer and again kind of goes back to that total number of deaths question. That depends on us. The total number of hospitalizations, the total number of deaths, the total number of cases, that depends on us, all Albertans working together to limit the spread of this virus, doing all of the things that I've been talking about, that many are talking about with social distancing, following the guidance and the, and the orders that were issued. So the total number of hospitalizations and deaths, it's up to us to keep that low. We're going to go back to the phone. I know there's questions here. Um, operator, could you patch through the first question, please? The first question is from James Keller with the Globe and Mail. James, your line is open. Uh, looking at this bond spiel event, I mean, we had you know over 70 people. It was an international event because there was someone from Las Vegas, and we we're talking about critical uh, personnel. I'm just wondering, would it, wouldn't this fit in the restrictions that were in place at the time? And what does it say about the numbers in terms of, you know, even if it's 40, 50, um, is that a small enough number to uh, adequately do what we're trying to do here with the social distancing? So it's a difficult question without knowing the circumstances of exactly how many people were in one place at the same time. It's hard for me to comment on whether or not it would have fallen above or below that 50 as a gathering. I know the one piece of information about the banquet that happened was 45 people. Um, again, our recommendation at that time was if events were to proceed, they should be with social distancing, hand sanitizer, ensuring that ill people didn't attend. Um, and I want to be clear that the, the individual who we believe was potentially the um, introduction of the infection into that setting wasn't necessarily from Las Vegas, was from Saskatchewan, but had returned from a trip to Las Vegas. So again, I think 
What the lesson learned from this, first of all, we've already reduced our restriction to a number of 50 and any events that happen even below 50 that have people who are at high risk of severe outcomes from disease, critical infrastructure or um, those who came from, and, and again, we probably need to be clear that it's not just someone who lives internationally, but someone who's recently traveled internationally, uh, that those events should be canceled even if they are less than 50 people. So again, whether or not this would have met our definition of restricted events probably depends in some part on the details, but it really shows us that even with smaller numbers of people, you can get significant transmission and we'll have to watch closely to see how many additional cases we get out of this event. And then a quick follow-up, uh, just back to the fatality we have. Uh, can you tell us anything about this patient's underlying conditions? So uh, at this time, we're, we're trying to balance the patient confidentiality with uh, the public's right to know critical information about this rapidly evolving situation. Uh, and I think, again, at this point, we know information from China about the kinds of conditions that cause severe outcomes. So those are things like hypertension, diabetes, uh, having a heart condition, having a chronic breathing condition, and then again, older age, so particularly over 80, but even older ages, uh, 65 and over can have severe outcomes. And so I think that information is relevant for public health in terms of knowing where the risk factors are. And this particular individual, again, didn't have all of those conditions, but had some of them. Uh, and we're not disclosing the particulars to try to prevent uh, inappropriate identification of an individual. Operator, could you pass to the next question? Next question is from Jason Herring with the Calgary Herald. Go ahead, Jason. You've been listening to Dr. Dina Hinshaw give her daily briefing. There are 27 new cases of COVID-19 in the province of Alberta, bringing the total to 146 cases. There are still two people in ICU and Dr. Hinshaw reporting today the first death in Alberta from COVID-19, a male in his 60s who was admitted on March 12th. He did have pre-existing uh, pre conditions and it's believe it's believed at this time that he he got COVID-19. It was acquired in the community. It wasn't from travel, but acquired in the community.